Hi, welcome to the podcast, Help Me Rhonda. I'm your host, Dr. Rhonda Karg, and every week I'll share information with you about mental health-related topics, including methods I've used to help thousands of people gain insights into their behavior, learn new coping skills, and simply create more fun and fulfilling lives. I believe everyone has the capacity to learn and grow, so I'm happy that you've joined me today. As I've mentioned in the intro video, I will be mixing it up with this show. In some weeks, like today, I'm going to answer questions that were submitted anonymously by audience members about mental health, substance abuse, and relationships. So I just want to remind you that the assistance that I provide is not meant to replace seeking professional help, but rather I'll share resources to help folks to see if they can make progress on their own using the skills I teach or other resources I recommend while they wait to see a psychotherapist because a lot of folks are waiting right now. If you're already in therapy, you can maybe share these tools with your psychotherapist in case they haven't heard of these tools before. So today's question reads, hi, Dr. Karg, I have social anxiety and it's negatively affecting all aspects of my life from dating to work to socializing and even going out in public all day, every day. Life is like this when you have social anxiety, fear, apprehension, avoidance, pain, anxiety about what you said fear that you said something wrong, worry about other people's disapproval, afraid of rejection, of not fitting in, anxious to enter a conversation, afraid you'll have nothing to talk about, hiding what's wrong with you deep inside, putting a defensive wall up to protect your secret. You are undergoing the daily chronic trouble of living with this mental disorder we call social anxiety. Social anxiety is ruining my life. What can I do to help it get better? Please help me, Rhonda. So this viewer actually did a really great job describing what social anxiety is and how it can affect people. And unless they have experienced social anxiety themselves, very few people actually understand social anxiety. So social anxiety is a disorder formerly known as social phobia. It's the third largest psychological problem in the U.S. Millions of people quietly suffer and endure this pain every day, believing there is no hope for them to get better. So what is it like to have social anxiety? There are lots of different faces of social anxiety. So here are just some common examples that, that I thought of. A man finds it difficult to walk down the street because of, he's self-conscious and feels that people are watching him from their windows. Worse yet, he may actually run into someone that he knows and be forced to say hello to them. He's not sure he can do that. His voice will crack. His hello will sound weak and the other person will know that he's frightened. More than anything else, he doesn't want anyone to know that he's afraid. That's a really big deal. They, people with social anxiety really don't like talking about it. They have a lot of shame about their social anxiety. And, you know, like I've said before, shame likes to hide in dark corners. And uh, so people tend to not talk about things they have a lot of shame about. And, and social anxiety is one of those things. 
this gentleman keeps his eyes safely away from anyone else's gaze and prays that he can make it home without having to talk to anyone. Another example, a woman hates to stand in line at the grocery store because she's afraid that everyone is watching her. She knows it's not really true, but she can't stop herself from thinking that. While she is conscious of the fact that people may be staring at her from the big mirrors inside the ceiling, now she has to talk to the person who's checking her out, checking out her groceries. And this terrifies her because she just knows that she's going to come across weakly and she's sure she's making a fool of herself. Her self-consciousness and her anxiety rise to the roof. Another example is a person who sits in front of the telephone and agonizes because she's afraid to pick up the receiver and make a call. She's even afraid to call an unknown person in a business office about the electric pill because she's afraid she will be putting someone out. And that will be very upsetting to them and very upsetting to her in turn. So it's very hard for her to take rejection, even over the phone, even if it's from someone she doesn't know. She's especially afraid to call people when she knows that she knows because she feels that she'll be calling at the wrong time. The other person will be busy and they won't want to talk to her. She feels rejected even before she makes the call. Once the call is made, she sits, analyzes, and ruminates about what was said, what tone it was said in, and how she was perceived by the other person. Her anxiety and racing thoughts concerning the call prove to her that she gives this conversation up too, just like she always does. Sometimes she just gets embarrassed just thinking about the call. Okay, so if any of this resonates with you, that might indicate that you too have social anxiety. Another example, a man hates to go to work and a meeting is scheduled for the next day. He knows that these meetings always involve coworkers talking about their projects and just the thought of having to speak in that meeting raises his anxiety. Sometimes he can't go to sleep the night before a meeting because of his anxiety that builds up. Finally, the meeting is over. Big wave of relief spills over him as he begins to relax. But then the memory of the meeting is still at the utmost of his mind. And he starts replaying the meeting, what he said. He must have sounded like an idiot. I probably wasn't making any sense. So he's basically convinced that, that he made a fool of himself and that everyone in the room saw how afraid he was when he spoke and how stupid he acted in their presence. So at the next week's meeting, the boss is going to be there. So this is even, this is days away, but this guy is just flooded with anxiety because he knows that in front of his boss, he's going to stammer, he's going to hesitate, his face is going to turn red, he won't remember what to say, and everyone will witness his embarrassment and humiliation. He has seven miserable days of anxiety ahead of him to think about it, to ruminate over it, to worry about it, to over-exaggerate it in his mind over and over again. Another example 
the student won't attend her university classes on the first day because she knows that in a lot of the classes, the professors will instruct them to go around the room and introduce themselves. We all hate these, these icebreaker activities, but for people that have social anxiety, it's, it's terrifying. Just thinking about sitting there when waiting to introduce herself to a room full of strangers who might be staring at her makes her feel nauseous. She knows she won't be able to think clearly because her anxiety will be so high that she'll sure that she's going to leave out important details. Her voice might quiver and sound scared and tentative. The anxiety is just too much for her to bear. So she skips the first day of class to avoid the possibility of having to introduce herself. And she thinks to herself, I'm the only one in the world who has these horrible symptoms. Again, not true, very common problem, but a lot of folks believe that they are the only one that has this condition. And as a result, they experience a lot of shame associated with their social anxiety. Another young man wants to go to parties and other social events. Indeed, he's very lonely, but he never goes anywhere because he's very nervous about meeting new people. Too many people will be there. The crowds will only make things worse for him. And the thought of meeting new people Will he know what to say? Will they stare at him and even make him feel even more insignificant? Will they reject him outright? Even if they seem nice, they're sure to notice his frozen look and his inability to fully smile. They'll sense his discomfort and tenseness and they won't like him. There's just no way to win, he thinks to himself. I'm always going to be an outcast. And he spends the night alone at home watching television again. He feels comfortable at home. In fact, home is the only place he does feel comfortable. He hasn't gone anywhere in 12 years. It's so bad. He has no network of support to help him overcome these horrible symptoms. He thinks it's just easier to just avoid social situations, period. So in public places such as work, meetings, shopping, People with social anxiety feel that everyone is watching them and staring at them. Even though rationally they know this isn't really true, the socially anxious person can't relax and take it easy and enjoy themselves in public. A lot of times they can never relax when other people around are around. It's, it always feels like others are evaluating them in some way or being critical of them or judging them in some way. The person with social anxiety knows that people don't do this openly, of course, but they still feel the self-consciousness and the judgment while they are in other people's presence. It's something impossible to let go of and relax and focus on anything else except the anxiety. And because the anxiety is so very painful, it's much easier to just stay away from social situations and avoid other people. Many times people with social anxiety simply must be alone, closeted with the door closed behind them. Because even when they're around familiar people, a person with social anxiety may still feel overwhelmed and have the feelings that others are noticing their every movement and critiquing their every thought. 
They feel like they are being observed critically and that other people are making negative judgments about them. One of the worst circumstances, though, is meeting people who are authority figures, especially people such as bosses and supervisors and teachers, but including almost anyone who is seen as being better than in some way. People with social anxiety may get a lump in their throat. Uh, their facial muscles might freeze up when they meet a new person. The anxiety level is very high and they're focused on not failing and giving themselves away that they don't even remember what was said. But later on, they're just absolutely certain they must have said the wrong thing because they always do, right? So how is it even possible to feel comfortable or natural under these circumstances? To the person with social anxiety, going to a job interview is like pure torture. You know that your excessive anxiety will give you away. You're going to look funny. You're going to hesitate. Maybe you'll even blush. You won't be able to find the right words to answer the questions. And maybe this is the worst part of it all. You know that you're going to say the wrong thing and you just know it. And it's especially frustrating because, you know, you could get the job. You could do the job if you could get past this terrifying and intimidating interview. So welcome to the world of the socially anxious person. Social anxiety, again, is the third largest psychological problem in the United States. This type of anxiety affects 15 million Americans in any given year. Social anxiety disorder is not endemic to the U.S. It is a worldwide culturally inclusive disorder. And unlike some other psychological problems, social anxiety is, believe it or not, not well understood by either the general public or by the medical or mental health care professionals, such as doctors, psychiatrists, therapists, social workers, and counselors. In fact, people with social anxiety are misdiagnosed almost 90% of the time, research shows. So because very few socially anxious people have heard of their own problem, have never heard it discussed in any television talk shows or anything, they think that they're the only ones in the world who have this terrible problem, and therefore they must keep quiet about them. As with all problems, everyone living with social anxiety has slightly different symptoms, as demonstrated today. Some people, for example, cannot write in public because they fear people are watching, their hand will shake. Others are very self-conscious and find that it is too difficult to hold down a job. Others have severe anxiety about eating or drinking in the presence of other people. Blushing, sweating, freezing, or other physiological symptoms that people with social anxiety have. Some people with social anxiety feel that certain parts of their body, such as their face or their neck, are particularly strange looking and vulnerable to being stared at. So they understand that most of the time that their thoughts and feelings are irrational, but they don't know how to think and believe rationally. One thing that all 
socially anxious people share is the knowledge that their thoughts and fears are basically irrational. That is, people with social anxiety know that others are really not critically judging them or evaluating them at the time. They understand that people are not trying to embarrass them or humiliate them, and they realize that their thoughts and feelings are somewhat irrational. Yet, despite this rational knowledge, they still continue to feel that way. Now, the good news is that social anxiety is not only treatable, but the treatment is also successful. Social anxiety no longer needs to be a lifelong devastating condition. So how can social anxiety be, tr be treated? Many therapeutic methods have been studied, but cognitive behavioral techniques have been shown to work the best. In fact, treatment of social anxiety through these cognitive behavioral methods produce long-lasting permanent relief from the anxiety-laden world of social anxiety. Don't let semantics and terminology about therapy throw you off. Um, just as a side note, while it is correct and best to say cognitive behavioral therapy, this also includes Mindfulness approach to overcoming it, it most definitely includes acceptance of things as you continue to get better. And those are uh, mindfulness and acceptance are, are uh, subjects that I have other YouTubes to discuss, but I just wanted to clarify that one point. The approaches that I often employ for social anxiety are parts work, and I have another YouTube video about parts work and a podcast about it as well, um, which is definitely cognitive behavioral therapy. And if you want to learn more about that, you can look into internal family systems to learn about parts work. And there's a book called You Are the One That You've Been Waiting For um, by the developer of internal family systems. I would highly recommend that you get that book. It's super helpful. Another approach that I use is my body double, and I have a YouTube video and podcast about my body double. This is different from the ADHD body double. This is my body double, which is a, an exact replica of you that will talk to you and be your biggest fan, cheer you on, be your own therapist, be your own best friend, and help you through situations where you feel anxious and you feel alone you always have my body double available to you at all times. So um, you can check out that YouTube video about my body double. I use mindfulness and DBT skills. I'm going to do a video about that coming up. I also teach people the Superman pose. And there's a TED talk about the Superman pose out there, which is a proven method to increase, get this, increase your confidence, reduce your cortisol, increase your testosterone, make you feel more competent and make you appear more competent to other people. You do all that in a five minute Superman pose with your hands on your hips and your chest out, your feet shoulder length apart, chin up, you hold that for five minutes. It changes the way you feel about yourself. It, it changes your body chemistry and it changes the way people perceive you. So check that out. Lastly, propanolol, which is a beta blocker. It's a medication that I recommend if the other methods, 
the other cognitive behavioral methods um, to treat social anxiety are not working out so well. If you need a little bit of extra help, I recommend that people go to their doctor and talk to them about propanolol. I'll spell that for you. P-R-O-P-A-N-O-L-O-L. And you can talk to your doctor about that. But it prevents your heart rate from being elevated. And for a lot of people, that means that they stay calm because their heart rate isn't too high. And it, it has the effect of making them calm. I actually use propanolol when I defended my dissertation. And I was just cool as a cucumber. Not afraid. So it works very well for those times, especially when your social anxiety is predictable like before an exam or before public speaking or a situation that you know that's coming up, you take propanolol about 45 minutes before the situation. It really helps tremendously. So the good news is there is a better life for all people with social anxiety. I will say, guys, without treatment, social anxiety is a really torturous emotional condition. So, but with effective treatment, the current research is clear that cognitive behavior therapy is highly successful in treating social anxiety. So is the, if the person is motivated to end the years of crippling anxiety, then comprehensive cognitive behavioral therapy provides the methods, the techniques, and strategies that all combine to lessen the anxiety and make the world a much more enjoyable place for the person that has social anxiety. Many people have been through the crippling fears and constant anxiety that social anxiety produces and have come out on the other side healthier and happier. Okay, so I want you to know that there's lots of reasons to have hope if you've been suffering from social anxiety. So you can overcome social anxiety too. I would recommend that you find a therapist that not only has experience with treating social anxiety, but is actually an expert at it. So when you go to the Psychology Today website to search that database, um, you know, to find a therapist in your area, you can do a search by social anxiety and then you can email them, you can copy and paste the message that you sent to several people, but you really wanna find someone that is an expert in treating social anxiety. Because as I said earlier in the video today, uh, you know, a lot of people don't really understand social anxiety and the, all, all the various spaces of social anxiety. So you're much better off with someone who's an expert and not just someone who says they have experience with it, okay? So go ahead and find a psychotherapist that, um, that specializes, that's an expert. In the meantime, I would check out my video for my body double to another way that you can build your social uh, or your confidence in social situations and check out the Superman pose on YouTube, that Ted talk. And, you know, again, do that, build your confidence by being your own best friend, by being your own therapist, um, by validating your own feelings and expressing compassion and care for that little part of you that's afraid. Okay. So there you go, folks. That's an overview of social anxiety and how you can improve it. Thanks for joining me today on today's podcast, Help Me Rhonda.